Anyone can have a gimme, but it really gets interesting when you go for two. The Go For Two podcast starting now. Starting now. Starting now. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Go For Two podcast. We're back again. Uh, episode 20 on the way as we get started here <laughs> on the Saturday, just how we always do on Saturdays. Um, I'm here again with my man Don, the stats guru, the running back, Nelson Drew. And, uh, you know, with me, Dante, everybody's favorite couch quarterback. (laughs) 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 Rocking it out again um, on this Saturday afternoon. Um, I know everything in the world has been crazy. So what we want to do is just kind of, you know, go around the room uh, or go around the podcast and, you know, give a give our little speech on on what's going on and give our give our two cents. Um, I, we know it's a sensitive topic, guys, and, you know, we can't forget about what's going on in the world right now. Um, I know for the friends out there that I have um, that have watched, you know, some of my posts, they know how opinionated I am on it. And I'm, I'm still conflicted on what's going on. Um, and I, I'm sure, you know, the two guys, you know, that I always do this podcast with, they feel kind of the same way. And I kind of give a perspective, you know. Don's the white guy, Nelson's the black guy, and I'm the mixed guy. I mean, there's no other way to, to slice it. And um, I know in, in those different factors that we, we kind of all maybe feel the same, maybe feel a little different. We didn't talk about it before the show. Um, this is all straight from, from the top of the dome here. Um, and, and to let you guys know, you know, a little bit how we feel. So, you know, with that being said, I'll, I'll go ahead and, you know, let Nelson, you know, give his two cents on the situation. All right, peace and blessings, everyone. Um, as a black man, I'm angry, I'm frustrated, um, I'm ready to knock heads. Um, I understand the protesting. I understand um, everyone coming together uh, for uh, George Floyd, Floyd and having the same common goal as to bring down the crooked cops and the injustice that's going on um, <clears throat> in the police departments, um, not just in Minnesota, but around the world. Um, but what I do not understand is is that the community you live in and you burn it down at the end of the day, that's just hurting yourself. This has to be a better way. There has to be a smarter way. So my proposition to everyone out there, study the law, know the law. If you want to fight, fight either with a petition or with, uh, even behind the courts. Now, don't get me wrong. I know our young generation, they have nothing to lose. So they're out there and people who just don't care are out there and just, you know, causing havoc, but be smart. All right. As long as we give emotional reaction to what's going on, they got us. So please be smart about it. Uh, Be sober minded, voice your opinion on Twitter, uh, Instagram, whatever platform you're on, but just know that, for every consequence there is a consequence and i know we're tired of it i know we're tired to get killed trust me i've experienced someone coming um to me and say i fit the description but we gotta we have it's gotta be a better way it gotta be a smarter way to handle this and uh, trust me our voices are, are being heard loud and clear now but now what don't go into the same store you bust the window and start buying things six or seven months later keep the black dollar in your pocket all right that's one way to hurt them is with their pockets. If you don't support them, if you don't give money back, then they're out of business. So that's what I got to say. And as far as the, the, the officer, you know, I hope, you know, he gets what's coming to him. 
All right. Only the Lord knows what's going to happen to him um, when, when it comes down to it. But, you know, what, what needs to be done needs to be done and let the vengeance of the Lord uh, take reign. So that's what my piece on it. Don. All right. Well said, Nelson. Appreciate everything that you just said. Um, surprised by a lot of things that went on and I, I feel pretty much the same way you do, but I'll turn it a little more personal towards me. Um, you know, when I was a kid, I had friends. I didn't, I didn't really see color. I just had friends and they were color and not color. And, you know, then, then I got older and I went to church, you know, I had brothers and sisters in the church. I, I didn't see color. It didn't matter. I, I go to work. I have coworkers. It doesn't matter. I don't, I don't see color. It's, it's the heart and it's the character of the person that matters. Now, I will say, obviously, I have not had to live a day or walk a mile in, in your shoes to go through the things that you go through on a regular basis. So I cannot speak to any experience there. And that's where I am lacking. So listening to things that you guys have to say, that's where I can learn more. Um, I, I mean, with all, with everybody, uh, we're trying to be careful on what we say and it shouldn't have to be like that. But, um, Hey Paul, how's it going, man? One, one of those things that, uh, you know, I, I'll cap it off with this. One of the things that I'm highly, highly disappointed in is that I can't share an opinion with somebody and have a different ideal without getting attacked. And this is, I think, where this whole thing has stemmed from. Yep. I, I get that people disagree with the way that Kaepernick went with things. I understand that people disagree with the way that Drew Brees went about things. People are so scared to change their minds. People are so scared to, to have an opinion. Why can't we just disagree you know, agree to disagree. Mm -hmm. And I'll, I'll kind of leave it at this. Everybody just needs to come together. This isn't about a white thing. This isn't about a black thing. This isn't just people are making it about color. People are making it about police officers. People are making it about the looters. People are making it, you know, making all these false narratives. And I'll leave you with this thought. Regardless if you agree with Kaepernick stood for and i know some people probably disagree with me but there is this thing called the first amendment the first amendment doesn't care about where you protest why you protested how you're protesting i think that's what thing people are getting confused i stand with kaepernick all day long and the thing is that if we stop twisting people's ideals and and what they stand for because this is basically what would have happened to Kaepernick it was a character assassination almost and I understand the things that he did with the Fidel Castro and the pig socks and all that stuff which kind of ruined that for him but if you go back to the original thing that we that he was saying I took a knee to give awareness around social injustice racial um, discrimination how would you like for somebody to twist your meaning and make it a false narrative? And that's all I'm going to leave it at, at that. You either, I understand that people feel disrespectful for the flag. How many of you have actually served in our military? 
how many of you have actually made a sacrifice or something and, and stand up for it? Those two things are so few and far between with the people that are making these arguments and that are so opinionated. I, I just think it's, it's right versus wrong. Um, I mean, shout out to all the people that are protesting. Shout out to everybody that's standing up for something. We need more people, you know, like that that aren't causing trouble for for anybody and trying to get their point across. So actually, in, in in a weird way, it's actually a beautiful thing of what's going on right now. This is the first time I feel like seventy percent of our country has been united for something and have actually stand up for something. Um, but I'm gonna just leave it at that. Like you know. Don't try to twist somebody's false narrative. Don't try to twist somebody's narrative and make it false. You won't want somebody to do that to you, so don't do it to them. We we just all got to stand by each other. And that's the beautiful thing about our podcast. We are so colorful across this podcast right now. <laughs> yeah. John's white. Yeah, absolutely. black. I'm the mixed guy. And we all came yep. together, and our common cause was to talk football. We all came yep. from different walks of life. Ne- never do we ever come together and talk about you know and disagree with how we were brought up you can't really bring an opinion to somebody else's experience so i'm not going to try to fight that so at the end of the day let's all come together stand with each other side by side hand in hand and just find a common cause i hate that football is not the thing that we're talking about right now um (laughs) but hopefully that 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 comes along and just remember for people out there that don't want to make this a race thing, 70% of your football players are African-American. What are you guys going to do when those African-Americans go to these HBCU schools? Just put it like that. It's going to be a, it's going to be a change in the times. So we just wanted to, you know, come together and kind of give you our, our opinions on, on what's going on. This is not a political podcast by any, but I felt like it was important for us to, to tell you how we felt and i know all three of us across the board were angry um we're angry and we we just want things to get better and i think here it doesn't matter if don's white i'm mixed nelson's black we we just want things to be right uh moving forward so we'll leave it at that so let's get on to you know what we came here for today one of our favorite podcasts from previous weeks Yes. Our pre actually last year previous last podcast year. was doing a division talks. I, it was amazing um, the turnout that we had. Um, you know how much you guys enjoyed it last time from the conversations that we had for people at work, people that are close to us. Um, and uh, we we want to talk about two divisions today in the NFL. And we're going to go ahead and go over to the ACC in college because we can't forget about our college people. Uh, regardless if we have a season or not, this is just going to be a fun conversation of what ifs of, of the you know the moves that were made this year. Um, we we definitely don't want to you know go into something you know especially for the season before the preseason starts and. Um, and after that's that's more for college. That's more for the uh, fantasy football thing. We we always like to do our fantasy dress right after the preseason. So these are preseason, pre preseason predictions <laughs> before, the, <laughs> before the season comes around. So before we get started, um, Paul actually made a comment. Hundred percent the truth, Dante. That's how the world views opinions now. As a personal attack against their own opinions, it's sad. Have a great day, guys. Stay strong. 
Paul, um, Paul Stout, one of my childhood friends in in the chat here. Um, he actually, we got to get together because he actually wants to sponsor an episode. Then it wasn't able to happen this week because of you know the changes. But um, shout out to him, uh, Craig Mc, McPherson. Thanks for addressing the issues, guys. No problem. We felt like it was important. Um, so NFC East, we'll start there. We'll start with uh, Nelson first. He's going to go ahead and give us his predictions on what the records are, and then he's going to give us what his uh, – and then from there we'll see what his division winner is going to be. So we'll okay. go ahead and start with the Giants. What you got for the Giants? All right, for the Giants, as um, far as their record, I got them going 6-10. Uh, 6-10, and, ten. Six um, and ten. all right. I got them going 6-10. and ten. That's going to be a tough, tough, tough 6-10, uh, and ten, but they're going to go 6 and ten. <laughs> um, and should I tell you the reason why? Do, do you want to know that? Yeah, well, I mean, w- yeah. What is that based so, off of? So that's based off of um, two key factors here. Now, of course, you know um, they no longer have you know a threat on on the wide receiver side, but what they do have is uh, a quarterback and uh, Daniel Jones, and of course, you know that man in the backfield, Saquon Barkley. Now, those are the key factors when it comes to um, their production. Now, it's not going to be enough. Um, they're going to they're going to make some some splashes, and yep. with the with the managing of Daniel Jones, he's going to be coming better and better as the weeks go on. But if you think about it, the first five games is tough games. You got Pittsburgh, and then you got you're at Chicago with that defense. This is going to be lethal. All right, and then you're at then you're you're playing San Francisco, and then you're playing the L.A. Rams, and then on top of that, the fifth game. You just coming off of LA Rams um, loss, which I think they're going to do. You got to play Dallas, right? At Dallas, and so they're going to start off rough. And then on top of that, you got Washington, which I think they're going to squeak a win by. But then you right back where a tough uh, team in your own division in Philly, right? Then you got Tampa Bay. Then they got Washington again. Then you got Philly, Cincinnati, Seattle, Arizona, Cleveland, Baltimore, and Dallas. So mm-hmm. I think. Their schedule is really tough, and we all know that the NFC East is they beat each other up. But yep. in this in this case, you know, with, with with their firepower, and you lost one of the key players in Colin Landon Collins on your defensive side. So your whole your whole defense has to be re restructured. But uh, Joe Judge, aka JJ, he's going to try to figure out. He's going to at least get six wins out of out of that. Okay, yeah, I, I yep. definitely see. Every every point that you made was pretty much valid and um, kind of lines up with what I got. Um, not as far as record, but kind of how I'm, you know, basing the Giants off of this year. They they do have a lot of firepower. Just see how they're going to put it together. So, going on with the Eagles, what you got for the Eagles, my man? All right, for the Eagles, I got them going nine and seven. All right, nine and seven. Nine and and seven. so, hmm. I got them going nine and seven. And the reason why I say <laughs> is that is because. Uh, Doug Peterson has a formula that works, but people are figuring out his formula. Okay, people know what he's going to do. So that's the reason why I think they got uh, Jalen Hurts because now his, he's going to become unpredictable. How are you going to use Jalen Hurts? Where are you going to put him? Let's put him. You know, if, uh, guys, you remember a guy named Cordell Stewart? He was uh-huh. named Flash, right? He was yep. he was everywhere on the field. So I think they're going to utilize him in that way. Carson Wentz. 
he, he's getting his confidence back. So he's going to have, you know, a couple of receivers he can throw through. And, you know, of course, the captain of that squad is Jack Hurts, uh, uh, Zach Hurts, excuse me. And so he's going to be the heartbeat of that offense. So he, they're going to rally. They're going to they're going to come. They're going to win some solid games, you know, and, uh, and also um, the man on the defensive side is Brandon uh, Graham. He's going to he's been there the longest. All right. He can get to the quarterback. And he's going to make things happen. He's he's going to be the the captain on the defense end, and the reason why I say he will because they lost their key safety, strong safety, and Michael Jenkins. I don't know why you would get rid of that man, but hey, you lost him, right? Well, I mean, so no, he kind of had a, <laughs> a a progressive like down year too. So I guess you know yep. he's getting up there in age and exactly. But yeah, yeah, I mean, definitely a missing piece of that puzzle when they really don't need to lose anybody on the secondary, right? So you, but you got a you got a vocal leader, Michael uh, Michael Jenkins, that will you know basically you know hey I'm gonna steer you this way, I'm gonna steer you that way. Even though you know you you lose somebody like that, I'm sure somebody's gonna step up, and I think Brandon Graham's gonna be that guy, and also Jalen Jalen Mills, he's gonna have to step up. But um, with the green hair, I know you got the green hair, Jalen, but <laughs> but you're gonna have to step he, up, he man. Has, yeah, he has not been good for them. Um, with the injuries and just being inconsistent. So, right. yep, Eagles right. are definitely – I think Eagles are the most interesting team in this division this year. I think with everybody else, you're either going to see a regression or a progression. But with the Eagles, it's always been kind of interesting with them. So, yep. Um, Redskins, who you got? So, so the the Redskins, of course, you know, they're, they're always, you know, terrible, but they're always average to mediocre. So, I got them going 8-8. Eight, eight. Eight and eight, okay. And the only reason why I say this is because that, that the head coach they got now, Ron Rivera, he's going to come in with a new system, a new new genre, new a new swagger. He's going to new confidence. He's going to breed belief um, in his young players. Uh, of course, you know, um, you got you know Dwayne Haskins, uh, you got Alex Smith. You know, although you know he's a great veteran guy, um, I'm sure he's going to help out when he can. But then you got he's coming back from injury too as well. Um, and then you got, you know, Peyton Barber, just running back by committee, uh, Darius, uh, Darius uh, Geist, um, remember the running back from um, LSU. Yeah, um, he's, he's been injuries, <laughs> but I don't think he's been yeah, yeah. as consistent as what they need him to be either. Right, right. But he, he's going to he's gonna have to step up. But then you got that monster on, on the other side of that ball, on the side of the offensive ball. You got Landon Collins. Now he's going to make, you know, uh, he's going to make a big effort to carry that team defensively. Now they had to restructure. Now remember, defenses in you know NFL, they always adjust, but you know, it's very complicated. And most of those uh, guys on Washington are coming from Alabama. And guess where Landon Collins came from? Alabama. So he's gonna connect with his guys. He's gonna he's gonna rally them up and I think he's gonna be a solid, solid piece. Um and of course, you know, Ron Rivera, he's coming from a defensive minor coach. So although, you know, he had um Big Cam Newton at the time, but he was a defensive guy. So I think I believe they go eight eight. They got a, they have a tough schedule too as well. It gets a little weaker as 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 um, in the beginning, but then it gets stronger at the end. So I I feel like they're going to go eight and eight. Okay. Hey, Redskins right. are kind of interesting too, but it's more of are they going to progress or are they going to regress? So I think that's kind of that's the NFC East this year is the regression progression uh, division. Um, we're going to see some definite movement or either it's, is it going to look like it did last year where it was pretty competitive towards the top, but kind of the, at the same time, one of the most lackluster divisions in the NFL, yep. um, yep. Cowboys, who you got? 
Oh man, so I got this this is the winners of the NFC East. I got oh. them going ten and six. Ten and six. Now, I know Stuart A um I know um Stephen A. Smith, you're gonna love this, man. I got them winning them out of the East. And the reason being is because of this man, Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy had his coaching staff go through the whole season and coach together, stand up, sit down, and follow the format. I think he has a nucleus core. I think he's gonna bring life into Dallas because right now Dallas has been on the verge of either dysfunctional, almost okay, or mediocre, right? And then they have um, to bring in Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton is going to push Dak Prescott to get the contract he needs. Dak Prescott right now needs someone to give him a little nudge, a little push. And I think uh, Andy Dalton will do that. Last year, remember, he didn't really have someone pushing him. You know, he was basically the guy. Now you got someone shooking over your shoulder and say, hey, man, I'm still, I can still do this. Even though I was in Cincinnati, I can still get to the wins then. I think he's going to get, he's going to push Dak Prescott to the limit. Of course, Ezekiel Elliott, he's going to be a monster. You know, he's going to be, he's going to be that guy that you can give the ball to 15 to 30 times a game and he'll make it happen for you. And of course, you got Amari Cooper. He's just hungry. He just wants the ball, give him the, give him the, feed him the ball, give him the first down so he can get the touchdowns. And then you got that man, CD Lamb. Oh my goodness. When you got Amari Cooper on the outside and you got CD Lamb coming up and catching the post, there's no stopping the Dallas Cowboys, especially with the mentality that Mark McCarthy is going to bring. I got them winning at first one loss in eight games. Okay, one loss in eight games, and that eight, and that loss is going to come to your boys, uh, um, Dante Seattle, Seattle. I think they're going to lose to Seattle. Then after that, you know they're going to beat uh, Pittsburgh. Um, I think they're going. I think Minnesota's going to squeak by them. That's going to be like a shocker, right? And then of course the last twelve games: Washington, Baltimore, Cincinnati, San Francisco, which they will lose to. Philadelphia, they will lose to. And the New York Giants are going to lose to. And the reason why I say that because that's what Dallas Cowboys do. They start off fast. Yep. They start off completely <laughs> coming down the pipe, and then they lose at the end. But I think they're going to going to win in the NFC uh, East, just on the fact that. Um, that Mike McCarthy is going to be high in the realm, and then Dak is going to step his game up even more to uh, get him over the hump. Wow. Uh, very interesting, Nelson. This is very, very interesting. Um, <laughs> when, when you really when you lo- really look at the dynamics of this of, of Nelson's predictions, you got the Giants going last, the Eagles uh, being mediocre, the Redskins in, you know, at 500, and the Cowboys, I think that, that is going to be the most popular opinion um, in general for this division. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 10 to 6. I mean, with all the most interesting team here is the Cowboys because of the moves that they made in the offseason. So we'll see. We will see. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so let me go ahead and um, go ahead and clear these records out because you know all right. I'm coming in that, that. with my predictions next. Yeah, we, now that, those are the predictions of, of a running back. Now we're going to hear the predictions of a quarterback. <laughs> Here we go. So, starting first with the Giants. Man, man, man. The New York Giants. I think we're going to finish 9-7. and seven. I'm on the high train with Daniel. Ooh, Jones. he's on the Jones train. I'm on the Jones train. <laughs> but if you think about all the talent that they have, too, I mean – you can't deny that Saquon Barkley, at the end of his career, will be looking back and saying that he was a Deion Sanders type of running back. I think they need to put the pieces around him because he's not Deion, not Deion Sanders, Barry Sanders. 
Barry Sanders. I, I yeah. think they really need to put the pieces around the guy because he does have a lot of talent. He is not Barry Sanders. I'm not saying that he is. I'm saying a Barry Sanders type. Don't twist my words. Don't get it twisted. Uh, <laughs> Barry Sanders, when he was with the with the Lions, he did not have an offensive line whatsoever. Right. At least right. Saquon has something to play around with with the guys up yep. front. Um, very true. Shepard, very talented wide receiver, cannot stay healthy. Um, I forget the other receiver's name. He's a very talented guy. And then you got their tight end, who's very talented as well. Um, can't stay healthy, though. That's that's their issue. Right. That's Not the big thing. Healthy. I think Daniel Jones has a chip on his shoulder. He has a lot to, you know. I don't want to say that his expectations are a lot because Eli Manning, to me, and eh, he's probably not going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer, but just because he's got, he could put up the stats, and everybody's better than Dan Faust. Dan Faust is the worst Hall of Famer of all time, in my opinion. But, um, <laughs> go look up the stats, people. I say this like every other week. Go look up the stats. It should Dan Faust really be in in the uh, in the Hall of Fame? But um, to me, right now. I think this is a good spot for the Giants. I think that they might squeak into the playoffs if there's some worse teams out there. But uh, I think I think they're heading into the right direction. Right now they just need to – and this might be a good thing that they're not practicing right now, um, being physical, having OTAs. Like, this is good. Heal up your team. Get them back in, you know, in the preseason. Don't try to put all your starters out there and have them get all busted up in their preseason either. Reserve your guys. Let them start week one all fresh. Put your team behind right. on the back of Saquon. Don't rely so much on Daniel Jones. Um, because we've seen what Saquon can do when he gets, you know, 20, 25 carries a game. It's not a fluke that the guy has talent. So that's what I have for the Giants. Now we're going to head over to Don's Eagles. Fly, <laughs> Eagles, fly. But y'all going to be flying real low on, this man. season at 5 and 11. <laughs> That's what I have. <laughs> You're going to do that to your boy Jalen Hurts? <laughs> I'm going to have to do it. Now, that is the if factor. Can Jalen Hurts come in and turn their season around after? They're going to, I think, to me right now, the Eagles are the worst team in this division because I don't see a bright spot <laughs> happening. I know they drafted Jalen Rager at wide receiver. Uh, you played at TCU. I don't know. I just wasn't excited about the Jalen Rager pick when when CD Lamb was there, but that's just like when <laughs> the Panthers, you know, they didn't draft Isaiah Simmons for whatever reason in in the right. world. I it just boggles my mind. Um, I know we picked the your boys picked up Darius Slay, but that's only one guy. Yep. Yeah. There's, there's a lot. There's a lot of holes there. There's so many holes to speak about. They got uh, Javon Hargrave. Hargrave too. Yeah, you got him too. I think the brightest spot of this team by far, probably that interior line, uh, defensive line, and linebacking core. Yeah, I, yep. I mean you got Nigel uh, linebackers. Nigel uh, Bradham has bright spot, spots, you know. But who who knows? That that that's the interesting part. Is Doug Peterson have re, like Nelson said? Have you really figured out the puzzle of Doug Peterson? Because but if he they, brought in a lot of new coaches. This year, so maybe that's part of it too. So did Florida State two years in a row, and they still suck. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it really just depends. You can bring in new coaches all day, but one year they're not going to mesh all the way together. You got to get through one season, and we've seen that in college football all the time. 
Um, that's why people like Nick Saban, they like to keep their staff for a very long time before they start letting them go. They need a backup plan to back up the backup plan. Um, but yeah, I, I have them being the worst team in this division this year. I'm sorry, Eagles. And it's, it's sad to see that you guys went to a Super Bowl to worse to even worse. And now you just got, you're going to be flying low this season. Watch out for them <laughs> SEPTA buses, Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> So the next team we got on the list is the Washington Redskins. I got them at a seven and nine. Mm. They're they're an interesting team. Um, what are they going to do with Darius Geis? Is one thing. Right. Yeah. Does Dwayne Haskins is he's really the answer quarterback? Who knows? He has a his his later part of the season though was pretty damn good. We have to admit that. Um, there's a reason why he went to Ohio State and played and, and, and had a winning program. I mean, the guy has bright spots. He seems like he, you know, being so young, being so bright that he's got a bright future ahead of him. Adrian Peterson being there as a mentor, still a great thing. Um, I believe you have to bring in players like that at the later end of their career, not not just for the play, but just to get the team morale going again. Um, the defense is something that's just interesting. Um, you got Ryan Kerrigan there, who I think is one of the most underrated defensive ends in the league. He is um, good. And then Landon Collins. Landon Collins had yep. a had a down year last year compared to what he mm-hmm. had with the Giants. But I still think – I know we've been talking about your boy from the Jets, Harrison Smith at the Vikings as one of some of the best receivers. But, Don, you remember two years ago when Landon Collins was crunching people up. And it was just yes. it was feared to be in the back lead, uh, the the back line um, as a running back because you got Landon Collins sitting back there ready yep. to crunch you up at any yep. second. I don't know. Right. Uh, they're they're interesting. I don't know if they're really going to find their way. This is going to be the season where we really get to see what Riverboat Ron Rivera gets to do with with that team. We know that he's going to have a great offense, but I just hope he doesn't contain um, Dwayne Haskins like he did with. Uh, your boy Cam Newton. But Dwayne Haskins is not really that type of quarterback either. So maybe he can mold him into the quarterback that he really wants. Um Did something happen here? Are we good? Did Nelson drop off? Uh oh. I don't know what happened. That was crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it just it just parked out. I think WebEx just had a hiccup for a second. There he is. All hey right, man! So, all right, I think WebEx uh, threw up on itself. Yeah, it did something. <laughs> I'm like, where'd you guys go? Yeah, he they puked on itself. All right, uh, that's what you. Uh, it was all your fault, Dante. Man, uh, man started, talking about the Eagles started, like that. Started talking about the Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> that's messy, but it's all good. It's all good, man. All the good calls. <laughs> Oh, uh, hold on. Let's see. There we go. Get you guys all straight. Sorry, sorry, everybody that's watching on Facebook. We're having some had some technical difficulties with uh, WebEx. Generally, it's been pretty good to us. I know. That was a surprise. All right, there we go. I think that's. Are we good to go there now? Yeah. 
All right, I think we're back. We're we're back in the attack. All right, okay. So <laughs> after I started talking about the Washington Redskins, then it uh, puked on itself. So, all right. So <laughs> next we got the Cowboys. So obviously this is my division winner too, just like it was last year. I think that there's a lot of bright spots, and I have them going at eleven and six. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they got a lot of bright spots. Um, their defense is is ever changing, which is always the question mark there. Um, yeah, big question mark. But their defensive line and linebackers are good if you look across the board. Their offensive line, we yeah. already know, their offensive line is the real MVPs because Ezekiel Elliott. Yep. I will always say, if you take that offensive line away. Ezekiel Elliott is not that good. He doesn't right. just seem like an impressive running back to me. Now, if you look at somebody like Dalvin Cook, for example, Dalvin Cook does a lot of things dynamically for the Vikings. You plug Dalvin Cook into the Cowboys offense, man, oh, man, that dude might have a 3,000-yard rushing season. Right. Um, I don't know. I'm just not on the hype train with Ezekiel. Maybe he'll prove me wrong once they that line gets depleted. Uh, didn't Are Travis you- Frederick retire this year? So I think that's one guy down for him. We'll really see how how that's going to turn out. Dak Prescott, I think it's a good thing that they bring somebody like Andy Dalton in that was a starter because it's only going to add competition. Competition across the board is really good regardless of where you go. That's why we have McDonald's and and, and Burger King going at it. That's why we have, you know, <laughs> you know, the mattress stores. They always, you know, always seem to open the right across from each other. This is why we have have stuff that happens. Now, you know, I can get into the Madden thing all day, but this is why Madden sucks every year because they don't have any competition. But that's neither here nor there. I have the Dallas Cowboys going 11 and 6. Um, I really don't have too much else to say. I just think they have a talented team. Their wide receivers are good. Their defense is, is pretty good. Their offensive line is pretty good. There's no reason why that, and their special team is good. There's no reason why they shouldn't have less than 10 games won this year. Um, are they going to be a disappointment like they were last year? Don says yes. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So since this is Don's division, man, we'll have you go ahead after I clear. Let me go ahead and clear my records out. And we'll have you start with the Giants. Sounds good, man. Hey, I, I'll start off by saying in the next two years, this division is probably going to have every team at eight and eight or better because this division is just going to get better and better. Yep. There's a lot, lot of I potential for – for, for the teams, and it's going to get back to the kind of division it used to be. Uh, but starting off with the Giants, I got the uh, Giants at 6-10. and 10. I'm right on board with Nelson there. I, I just don't think they can they're, – they're putting the pieces together. I just think their schedule is not going to be friendly to them. What did you say the record was? At, I'm sorry, it blipped out. 6-10. 6-10. and 10. Six and 10. Yep. 6-10. and 10. All right. So, I mean, I, they're going to have a tough schedule. I think, you know, I will give them this. I think one of the biggest surprises that they may have this year is pulling off a a victory against Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. That That's probably going to be their Super Bowl this year. Hmm. Um, but I, I, I just don't see them putting all the pieces there. They're close. In another year or two, yeah, yeah, they're going to be much better. You think? Wow. Yep. All much right. better. It's just I think it's a building process, and they're 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 putting some of the pieces there, and others they're not. I just don't think their priorities are where they belong. 
So they're, they'll get there. So what do you think about your Eagles then? Okay. Mm. This is going to be smoke and mirrors, guys. Eagles are going to go at 10 and 6. Oh, okay. Right, I'm interested. 10 and 6. You, <laughs> <laughs> you know, on paper, they look like probably the second best team in the division. Okay. Um, was their draft strong? It, it was okay. I like the receivers they got compared to what they had last year. I like the team that's coming back healthy. Uh, they do have quite a lot of weak spots that haven't been addressed, but I think with the particular coaches they brought in, I, I'm buying into what Peterson has here. I'm buying into using Jalen Hurts somehow. I think he's a talented player. Like Dante has always said, he learned two different playbooks in college and was successful. I, I believe he um, learned like six different playbooks because the <laughs> offense is ever changing. That's yeah. why they're so good every year is because they don't they adapt. I think this year is going to be very similar to last year, where it doesn't look like the Eagles are going to win it. It, it. You know, the Cowboys are in the lead, but when it comes to the end of the season, you're going to be like, how did they do that? It's smoke and mirrors, but they're going to, they're going to pull off a 10 and six. Okay. All right. Uh, Redskins. This, I, I, I have these guys similar to the giants. I like the building blocks that are in. I just don't see them being cohesive this year. Mm. Next year. I see, you know, at least three, maybe four more wins, but I have them at five and 11. I have them bringing up the rear. Dang, man. I like Rivera. I like what he's going to do. I like the potential with Haskins. I like the way the defense is starting to come along. They are going to lose some really close, tight games this year. They are almost there. Now for my favorite, (laughs) the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, they got a a new head coach, and I think that was a very good move for them. Mm-hmm. They had a glamorous draft. You're bringing, they got the name. You're bringing Mike McCarthy in that has, has a proven track record of actually winning, which is yeah. not so scary when you think about it. So for everybody <laughs> that says Mike McCarthy's not that good of a coach, try handling Aaron Rodgers' like, personality. Yep. He's not the easiest yep. person to deal with from what people say. So, Yep, right. Yeah, Cowboys, uh, on paper, they should win the division. But they they have not sold me the past couple years. I mean, this is these, these guys are trying to build up their D-line by signing Alden Smith on the D-line. I mean, come on, guys. That that should smoke not his be the highlight. Now, Don. <laughs> <laughs> Josh Gordon's making a comeback too. They can smoke their weed. Yeah, they might be and, okay. And, <laughs> yeah, I like I like one reporter's take on the signing of Alden Smith. He said it was a shocking move considering his criminal rap sheet is ten times longer than Antonio Brown and Joe Exotic combined. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I have the uh Dallas Cowboys in a very close race at nine and seven. Nine and seven. That's very Oh, how about that? Okay. Nine and seven Cowboys. Well, I mean, it's kind of hard to predict this division, and this is kind of like why I wanted to go first with them, 
It's because they're probably the most interesting. And I think if, when you look at the other divisions across the board, you can kind of kind of predict. And I expect our predictions to be fairly close. I think we'll have, you know, maybe one or two shockers that come in there and we're just like, whoa, I wasn't expecting you to say that. But pretty right, much, yeah. I, I think collectively all of us can almost agree that somebody like the Buccaneers, you know, we're probably probably think they're going to win the division. Um, I, I would say when we start getting to that point or he's close in second place, mm-hmm. but you know, that's just one of those things. So Don's got him at nine and seven for his Cowboys. Now yeah. <laughs> to move on to the NFC West, I'm going to go last here since this is my division, uh, where the Seahawks lie. Um, but we'll go ahead and start with Nelson again. Go ahead. It's AFC, uh, NFC West. Sorry. NFC West. So we got Seattle, San Francisco, Arizona, and the Los Angeles Rams. Okay. All right. So far as your Seattle uh Seahawks, I got them going eleven and five. Eleven and five. All right. Yep. Is that division winner? Uh no. <laughs> <laughs> um something about uh, Seattle Seahawks defense. I don't care who they have on that side. They know how to win. They know how to stop. They know how to finish. I mean, any anytime you have a, a, a football clinic and the first thing you see on how to tackle and how to form fit, they are always number one when it comes to that. So I, I, I think um, Bobby Wagner, he's been there the longest. He's going to lead that defense and he's going to be great. He's going to be awesome. He's going to lead that team, and there's just some monsters on that Seattle defense. And plus, with that 12th man in the stands, there's no, it's hard to beat uh, Seattle's defense. Now, getting to that offense, Russell Wilson, A, future Hall of Famer. That man is the guy. He's going to lead that squad. And they might get back um, Marshall Lentz, but I might be on the, that's on, that's on the, that's on the rumor. But anyway, Russell Wilson knows how to lead a team. I saw him play against the Carolina Panthers live, and he's so smooth, so fluid, and he's such a leader, and he's so, such a vocal leader too as well. Um, when he's mic'd up, if you get let's go to NFL Network, NFL uh, League Pass, the man knows what he's doing. He knows how to direct his guys. Um, and don't forget that, you know, I got to give him a running back some love. They got Carlos Hyde. He's going to come out. He's going to have a, a productive season as well. But you got to think about that receiving core, okay? You got DK Metcalf. You got Tyler Lockett. They're working they on that. It was going to be a complete bust, but DK Metcalf was, like, destroying, you know, the opposition <laughs> last year. Right, right. They're yeah. they're right they're right now working on their end zone dances. Trust me. You know, they're going <laughs> to The best end zone find... dance last year was them. <laughs> Hold right, on. I gotta, I gotta find the video. Go ahead and keep talking, though. <laughs> yeah. So, so I, I think, I think overall they're going to be solid. Their defense is always solid. Now, their schedule is is very interesting. They got Atlanta first. They got New England, Dallas. They got Miami, and they got Minnesota. Right. I think out of those five games, they win four. They're going to beat Atlanta. They're going to beat New England because uh, we all know the state of New England right now. Dallas, they're going to beat them. Miami, and they're going to uh, some for some reason. I think Minnesota is going to have a surprising year. I think they're going to lose to Minnesota. Then after that, they have Arizona, which they're going to smash, but they're going to lose to them San Francisco 49ers. I'm sorry. They're going to lose to them. But then coming to the <laughs> come later on in, in, in the season, you know, I'm going to say this because I'm a Buffalo Bills fan. They're going to they're going to win the Buffalo, you know what I mean? Because, uh, you know, I got to respect for Seattle, but then they got the LA Rams. They're going to win Arizona. They're going to kill Philadelphia. I got them winning 
Of course, they're going to beat the Giants. Of course, they're going to beat the Jets. Um, of course, they're going to beat the Washington Redskins. But then those two last games is going to be tough because that's what uh, Seattle does. Sometimes Seattle, you know, they get to the point where it's crucial games. And I think when the L.A. Rams at the end of the schedule and San Francisco, they're going to lose them twice. So I got them going eleven and five, and they're going to be a uh, they're going to be uh, in the playoffs. So I got them going eleven and five. I I, I can dig it. Now I got to play the video for you guys because I found it, and I just I just have to show it. It was the best end zone dance of all time so far. It was so coordinated. <laughs> it was so good. You know, take take a peek at this one. Okay, with the neon green. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you see Lockett up in there. He's doing his thing. Yeah. Hey, Val. Hey. <laughs> there it was so was good. Awesome. It was so good. It was. That was nice. All right. So now that you got the Seahawks out of the way, I mean, pretty respectable record. I can't be mad at that. I, I totally get it, too. Um, yeah. Now we're gonna have to head over to the uh, <laughs> the L.A. Stinkers. <laughs> Actually, um, I don't, I don't think their room is gonna be that bad, man. So I got them going in ten and six, and I'll tell you why. How? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah. get this one. Uh, okay, I'm gonna tell you why. Because oh, don't Mc... don't start off with their quarterback. No, I'm starting <laughs> with their quarter with their head coach, Sean McVay. Sean McVay okay. is is learning. Um, and he's getting stronger from me every year. Now, don't get me that. Don't get me wrong. Sean McVay, he had his chance in the Super Bowl. I don't think they're ever going to go back to the Super Bowl, but he learned from that experience. And he's going to rally them troops. He's going to get them right. And he's a young guy. He's relatable, and he's he's for the he's for the players. Now, Jared Goff, yes, he's going to have to <laughs> his curve. He he's going to have to you know get back on his horse, get back to where he when he first started. But he's going he's going to do something cool. Now, Cooper uh, Cooper. Cup, he's a receiver. He yes. might make a splash. He's going to do something, and he's going to add, you know, to that uh, offense. And I think he's going to be a key factor. And Jared's that's going to be his buddy. Uh, Defensive wise, uh, hey, you know, one man that comes in mind, actually two men, Jalen uh, Ramsey and Aaron Donald. So I think, two I think the, LA two of the best at their position by far. Like, yep, by what, far. I don't care what you say. I don't care if you're not a Florida State fan or not. You got to respect the way that Jalen Ramsey just locks up people. I mean, he puts the clamps on them. Right. He made an immediate difference when he got there last year. I mean, I think it, within like maybe four games, he had two interceptions. And he's just, you know, anytime you come off of a uh, uh, um, uh, an armored truck. You know, with how hot Davis <laughs> making your presence known, that's the ego right there. And he's going to bring that swagger and that confidence to that defense. And it's just going to add, you know, fuel to the fire. When it, and, you know, Aaron Donald is just a beast. You know, he is a beast. You know, he's just going to do that. So they're going to lead the way for the defense. Now, if you look at the schedule, number one, you know, they got the first, first eight games, Dallas, Philadelphia, Buffalo, which they're going to lose to, um, <laughs> the Giants, <laughs> uh, Washington, and San Francisco, which they're going to lose to as well, Chicago and Miami. That's a pretty pretty limp, That's a pretty weak schedule coming off. Now you get later part, you got – you got um, Seattle, Tampa Bay, San Francisco, Arizona, New England, the, Giants, uh, the Jets, Seattle, Arizona. So they're going to win out, I think, um, when it comes to the last 13, um, the last uh, four or five games. But I think some, something is going to get to the point where they're going to start off rocky at first, and then they're just going to you know, get stronger as the season goes on, and they're going to end up 10-6. Mm, all right. Well, none is as ugly as their jerseys right now either. So 
I don't know. I see them stinking it up. That new color that they got, where it's like that creamy white color. They <laughs> they said they said the name of it is Bone. Oh, uh, I don't <laughs> see that. <laughs> I guess it's supposed uh, to like resemble the the actual Rams like horn. Okay, it's ugly. Yeah, nobody put gradient on your colors where it just goes from like white, light white to blue. Like it doesn't work. Those are the <laughs> no. I honestly take it back. The Falcons jerseys are the worst with the chrome face mask. Have you oh, not yeah. learned a lesson? Yeah. Everybody's had chrome yeah. face masks, even in college. They take them away. Yep. I don't. I don't get it. That you know, <laughs> the Buccaneers and the Browns were smart to go back to their old school jerseys. <laughs> they said, let's do the smart thing. Let's not make any. Nike is just a bunch of idiots. That's that's what it is. They don't know how to make jerseys. But anyways, I'm getting off my little soapbox here. The Cardinals. <laughs> interesting so, team. I got, yeah, they, they are very interesting. And then, you know, this is like the future, you know, for Arizona. Yes. So, you know, I can see them being, you know, good later on down the line. But I got them going 79. And I'll tell you why. All right. The person that's going to be the, their their X factor is not their players. It's going to be Cliff Kingsbury because he's getting a lot of flack. He he's going to have to learn how to coach in the NFL. This is not college anymore. These are grown men. You're going to have to figure out different adjustments. Yep. And he's going to be the deciding factor of their other season. Now getting to their players, Kyler Murray. I think with that year underneath his belt, he's going to uh, figure some things out. He's going to he's going to be he's going to be he's great. Better than I thought he was going to be. Yeah, and he's yep. going to he's. And when you have that second year and you're coming in knowing that you got a uh, NFL, one year NFL experience, he's gonna go. He's gonna uh, be amazing. And of course, you got that that man. Amazing. The hands. The amazing yeah. is right. Yeah, DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> he is going to be the man in Arizona. Now, I, and then I get you, and I, I tell you why because he has Larry Fitzgerald that's going to guide him along. Larry's been doing it for yep. years. Larry's a future Hall of Famer. Shout out to Larry. I, I knew that when I played with him in Valley Forge. But anyway, he is going to enhance uh, DeAndre Hopkins' game even further. Like, DeAndre is good, but he's going to become even better, even great now. Um, I'm sorry, he's great. He's going to become amazing. So, amazing. I think... <laughs> yeah, he's gonna be he's he's gonna be fantastic, man. And and with Larry being there, man, the season vet, he's gonna just mold him into you know to that to that player that we all know he's gonna even be better. Be now, of course, the defense he's got is a chip on his man. shoulder. And every time DeAndre Hobson says a chip on his shoulder, it's even worse. Yeah. It's like when Tom Brady got suspended and then won the Super Bowl. He was like, yeah, man, he, pretty much yep. middle fingers up to Roger yep. Goodell. Yeah, you tried and we still won. <laughs> yep. Yeah, he he said, only man I fear is God. And you know what I mean? So he says he's just fearless. So, but then you know that that defense is dismal. That's why I got them going seven to nine because Patrick Peterson is in his he's, he has ten year experience. He's going to his eleventh year. There's so much that man can do. Um, of course, you got you know still a couple key players, but I just think their defense is dismal. I mean, every every year they they have you know the average score against them is pretty high, so I think they're just not going to have enough on defense uh, to to carry them through. As you see, their schedule: San Francisco, Washington, Detroit, Carolina, mm-hmm. the Jets, Dallas, Seattle, Miami, and it just you know it gets tougher: Buffalo, Seattle, or New England, the Rams. Giants, Philadelphia, you know, San Francisco, LA. So, you know, they're in a tough di- division, um, but but they're just they're not going to have enough po- firepower on defense to become you know get over five hundred. Well, yeah, from what I'm seeing, uh, ten out of the sixteen games they have this year, they're playing teams that finished five hundred or better last year. Nice. Yeah. Well, and a lot a little, of these games are away too. Little yep. trivia about DeAndre Hopkins: Do you know why he wears number ten? Talk to me. 
His cousin, I believe it was. His cousin got 10 years in prison for having $600 worth of drugs on him. So that's why mm. he wears number 10. Oof. That's tough. That's crazy, right? That is crazy. $600 that worth of crazy. drugs. I think it was 600. weed. I, yeah, I think it was like weed or something. I don't think it was like any hard drug. I think it was like weed and he got 10 years. That's crazy. Uh, yeah. Amazing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so next thing uh 49ers man don't hey your division winner. you already know you already know ding 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 division winner <laughs> <And> I, <laughs> so i got them as nfc uh west uh, uh champs now cal shanahan um of course oh i'm sorry 12 and 4 12 and let's 4. put that out there okay I'm so you got this being the closest division so far yeah, uh, and you know they, you know how they do it out west, man. They they get W's, man. So I think the reason why they're going to go twelve and four is they're not going to have a hangover uh, from last year in the Super Bowl. I think they're going to still have that push and drive and that fire in the pit in their stomach, knowing that they could have had a chance um, to to win against a great Kansas City Chiefs team. Uh, Cal Shanahan, you know, he just he he's learning as he as um as he's going through his experiences. Of course, we know the Super Bowl twenty eight three lead loss for him, and then now having this experience being in the Super Bowl, being the head coach, knowing that you could have made the right play here and there, um, or, or call the right play here and there to make a difference. Um, I think he's going to just be full throttle, uh, razor sharp focus. He's going to make make uh the right decisions uh, here in the future. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, um, God bless his heart. You know, he's 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 going through some times now where he's trying to figure out the defense and he got to learn how if that linebacker is coming to blitz, hey, I got a hot route. Or if that if that safety is mm-hmm. coming down, you know, yeah. I got to learn to throw the ball. So I think with that last year, he saw full front when it came to uh, the Super Bowl and he knows when he comes to his defense, he's going to make the adjustments. Um, running back by committee. Now, there's going to be a whole slew of those guys out there. <laughs> You know, there's not one main guy. So running back by committee, I think they're going to, you know, all all six or seven of those guys are going to make a difference in, you know, whatever whatever they positions are going to be. Um, but that man, George Kittle, <laughs> I tell you what, that man is 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 um, a, a heart and soul of that offense. Just give him the ball and just watch because you can't tackle him. I don't know if you remember that play last year. He caught the ball, run up the sideline, tossed one guy off of him, threw another guy off him, and he just went, and he's so cool, and he kept going, and he just, he's just a beast on that. And then you got that grandfather and Richard Sherman. I think he's still going to be the captain of that squad. He's still going to have them, you know, have them mentally sharp when it comes to defenses, cover one, three, two. Um, he may have to get a little a hamstring work there. Of course, you know, <laughs> he got burnt in the Super Bowl, but still, I think he's he's so he's so smart on and off the field. Mm-hmm. There's it's no denying him. Um, of course, you look at the schedule here, Arizona, the Jets, uh, the Giants, Philly. Um, I think they're going to lose to Philly, though. I think Philly going to pull one off on the beginning. Miami, uh, the Rams, New England. And Seattle, I think uh, they're going to lose two two games out of that eight. And then for the rest of the season, I think they're going to smash Green Bay. New Orleans is going to be tough, so I think they're going to lose to them. But then you got, you know, L.A. Rams. Yes, they're going to lose to the Buffalo Bills, of course. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, but then Washington, Dallas, Arizona, I think they're going to win out and, you know, and coast into the playoffs. Wow. So, okay. as of right now, this is the powerhouse division. It seems like the way that you got the Seahawks, the Rams, and the 49s, they can win on any given Sunday and be a division yes. winner. It's just really really how they're going to fill each other out based off of what, what you have here and how they're going to adjust to each other. Um, very yes. interesting. All right. Well, Don. All righty. What you got for my Seahawks, Some of it's man? going 
Yeah, some of it's going to be the same. Some of it's going to be different. Uh, I got the Seahawks 11 and 5. 11 and 5, Ooh. too? Okay. Yeah. It, it's going to be a, another repeat of what we've seen. This is a very good team. It's always been a very good team. They are going to lose a couple games that are winnable. But overall, they're just going to be solid all year. I, I don't not have any. Right I now? don't have. I no. I don't have them winning the division. Believe it or not, you'll see how close I have it though. Okay. All right. Who's next? The Rams. Oh, one of the top elite quarterbacks. No, no. Wait, that's the wrong team. I was about uh, to say Rams. Don't, don't do it. Don't piss me <laughs> off today, Don. Jared, <laughs> off, Jared sucks. Nah, Rams. Rams are. A little off. I don't think they're going to recover this year. Um, I do like a lot of the players on their team. The only thing is, I don't see them cohesive as a team this year. I think there's they're just off. I don't I don't know what else to say. I mean, they they do Sorry, have to yeah, make a lot of ro- a road trips. They got to go to Philly. They got to go to Buffalo. They got to go to Tampa. So I mean, that's that's some long trips. Um, I got the Rams at seven and nine. Oh, okay. Not horrible, but yep. still not great. No, they're they're right there. <laughs> they're taking they're the just... downfall after their Super Bowl too. It kind of yeah, kind of reminded me of uh, who did we talk about before? Um, the Philly. They remind me a lot of Philly right yeah. now, in the way that they're hitting a downfall. So, and like I said about the NFC East. You know, in a year or two, everybody's going to be 500 or better. I'm, I'm looking at that right now for, for the NFC West because I got the Arizona Cardinals coming in at 8-8. Eight 8-8? Eight. Eight eight? Dang. 8-8. Eight eight. Eight. All right. I, I like them. I, I'd like to say they would do better, and it wouldn't surprise me at a 9-7, and seven, mm-hmm. but I don't think they're quite there yet. I think they get it together this year and then watch them next year. Okay. Yeah, there's a lot of new, lot of new pieces there. So a lot of new pieces. And what are they going to do with Isaiah Simmons? Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, Wrapping up the division with the Niners. Are you ready for this? Uh What? Eleven and five. Eleven and five. Oh, okay. Okay. I, I got, I got them tying with the Seahawks, but the Niners winning the division. Gotcha. Wow. And Niners are going to. I think they're going to be the type of team that is in control of the division most of the year. I think Garoppolo is going to improve. I think as a team, they're going to come together. But they are going to drop a game or two, like Nelson was saying. He sees them dropping one to Philly. They're going to have one or two that's going to just totally shock everybody. It's going to be like, how did they lose that? Mm-hmm. Otherwise, they would have been a clear-cut 12-4 and four or something like that. But I, I think they are the winner of the division this year. Interesting. So, I'm going to just go ahead and say it. Right now, I think all of us collectively had Seattle going 11-5 and five on all of our <laughs> records. That was the team that we agreed across the board. I also have them going 11-5. and five. There you go. Okay. And the division winners. Not by much. Hey! There we go. Division winners. <laughs> I just is, it, is it because of Russell Wilson? Um, it's because of the way that I think he's going to mesh with DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett this year. 
Gotcha. Uh, and I'm not necessarily concerned about their, their backfield as much. I mean, they got Chris Carson, who was having a decent season up until he got hurt. Yep, up until he got I don't hurt. I Marshawn Lynch will be back, but I think they bring him back on a mor- morale booster. Um, And then, you know, that offensive line is pretty decent. Um, Will Disley, he had a pretty good year last year. Uh, and then their defense, they're just molding together. Uh, more than anything, Bobby Wagner's bringing that team together. I don't necessarily think we're going to see the Legion of Boom, but that whole team relies on Russell Wilson's shoulders. Yep. Um, yep. But I think this year it's going to be scary on offense for them. It's going to be real scary just to see the potential that them dudes are going to have because DK Metcalf is going to be so physical with those cornerbacks, and I think he's growing into his own. Um, yeah. And then having to go against Richard Sherman twice – is really going to be helpful for him. Tyler Lockett is just the quiet, speedy guy that's just going to get open. And I mean, it's always been like that. Let's really think about it. Doug Baldwin was like that too. Yep. These low name guys that you don't hear of that are like super, super threats that should be um, more touted than than they are. But I got the Seahawks winning this division. I don't. I don't even see that it's it's close in record, but I don't even see it being close in their division. I think. I think they're gonna, and I'll put it out there. I think they're gonna sweep the division this year. I don't see, oh, I don't ooh. see any of these Bold teams. Prediction, Bold prediction. Oh. I don't see any of there these teams winning against the Seahawks. I think wow. it's just the the rest of their record that they're gonna have to be playing these other teams from other divisions that that they're gonna lose to. But this this team this year, as far as predictions go, nobody in the NFC West is winning against them. I I, mm. I don't possibly mm. see that happening this year. Not even a split, huh? No, not even a split. No, I think it's going to be a clean Man. sweep. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, next, I have the Rams going at a. Oh, let me change this record because that was a record from before. Four and twelve. <laughs> Whoa! Wow. I have them being like on the bottom five worst teams in the NFL next year. Really? I think they're going to get humbled real fast. I don't think they're It defense, would not shock me. I'll I don't tell you that right now. Their offense is not going to be able to hold up what their defense is going to be able to do. Their defense, they'll have close games. They'll have really yep. disappointing games all year. I don't think they're going to be like by on if you look at their games all year long, I do not think it's going to be where they're like the worst team. It's just going to mm. be like, dang, we really lost by one point. Dang, we really lost by a field goal. They're going to have very close games. I mean, we're going to see 7 so, and 12. 14 and, so, and 10. Like, we're going to see games like that. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to say, right now, you're going to say the Rams are going to be the best 4-12 and 12 team in the NFL. They will be a team that should be 8-8, eight and eight, but are going to end up being 4-12. Yep. and 12. I think that's also really what we're going to be looking yep. at. Um, Dang. And two of those losses are going to come by the Seahawks, and it's not going to be close. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I think the Seahawks are going to smash them like 28-7. to seven. I don't think Jared Goff has really I don't think he's really going to mature. I know I'm so hard on him, but I do I don't see I don't see, I think the highest ceiling that we saw for him is when they went to the Super Bowl that year and he choked. He always chokes in big games. And the two games that they're going to play against the Seahawks are going to be big games where it's either going to turn out if they're going to be second in the division or not and they're going to end up losing really bad and it's going to ruin the morale for that team. Jalen Ramsey is going to be Jalen Ramsey versus DK Metcalf is going to be the most interesting matchup of next year, too. I don't, I don't see – it's going to be an exciting battle because you're going to have this big dude that's going to – they're not going to lock up Tyler Lockett on him. 
They're going to put DK Metcalf and really see if he's as strong as he thinks he is. Yep. That's what I'm saying. That's going to be the most interesting match at wide receiver versus cornerback next year. I don't. It will be. It's, it's going to be very interesting. We got we got a little bit of what that was like with Richard Sherman, but if DK Metcalf totally destroys Richard Sherman and Jalen Ramsey next year, and Ooh. Patrick Peterson, think about the NFC West right now. That is cornerback you right there right now. Yes, it is. It is. I mean, from old school to new school, you got you got the physical, you got the zone, and you got Patrick Peterson that can do it all. Um, yeah, I, I don't see the salary cap issue is going to be a problem with them next year. They're not paying Aaron Donald all that money, paying Jalen Ramsey all that money. Cooper Cup is really going to be their number one receiver by far because they let uh, what's-his-name go because of salary cap issues. What running back do they have there now? Uh, you, you can't name him. That's the thing. Exactly. And without <laughs> a running back for, for Jared Goff is going to be a huge issue. He's going to get so exposed this year. I'm very passionate about this because without Todd Gurley, there is no good Jared Goff. It's going to be bad Jared Goff until they find themselves running back. Now he's gonna mm. he's gonna get exposed. Cardinals, I I see them going eight and eight, just like okay. just like Don. Um, I I I think this is a team in the next two years. Cliff Kingsbury is gonna get his respect. He's got the right pieces around him. I even predict next year if if everything holds up for this year and I see a bright spot, I don't see how we don't say that they are competing for the number one spot next year in the NFC West. I don't I absolutely don't see it why why we wouldn't right. consider them the next best team. Um yep. as long as Kyler Murray stays in that system and stays healthy, DeAndre Hopkins, we know what he's capable of. Isaiah Simmons is really gonna be interesting to see what Cle- Cliff Kingsbury is gonna do with him. I think out of all the teams that drafted this year, now that we think about it, the way that Cliff Kingsbury thinks so much differently than other coaches, man. Him picking Isaiah Simmons on his defense, he's going to have a field day. And Chandler Jones, 18 and a half sacks, I yes. think it was last year. Yes. Like, yep. silently, nobody talked about that. And that dude's been so consistent, if not getting better every single year. Yep. Th- they have one of the best teams that is going to be sad to see them go 8 and 8 just because there's going to be yep. s- their schedule is like a nightmare. It is. Um, but th- to be 8 and 8. In this day and age, they could be a playoff team that goes eight and eight. To be yep. completely honest, um, yep. but I don't see that happening in this division because I think that the Forty ers are going to be a little better than them. I don't see them at eleven and five. Let me go ahead and get rid of that. I see them at a nine <laughs> and seven, nine and seven, um, and it really is going to fall on Jimmy Garoppolo's shoulders. Yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to get exposed next year again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think uh, your boy at tight end. Uh, why am I drawing a blank on his name? Kittle. Uh, George Kittle. Kittle is amazing. George Kittle. Uh, yes. Emmanuel Sanders is going now. Yep. That just took you down a notch. Uh, your running backs. What are they going to do? Are they going to Are they going to run every single offense this year where they're going to run ninety percent of running? Because the the thing that got them exposed. And let's ask ourselves why. Nobody said this. Nobody said this during the playoffs last year before they went to the Super Bowl. How is it that you ran almost 50 times in a playoff game, only passed, what, three or four times that game? Yep. If you weren't confident in the way that Jimmy Garoppolo was, that exposes Kyle Shanahan there a little bit. You must be scared of what this dude is incapable of. 
Because why would you mm. do that? You're not doing this. The, during the whole season, there wasn't a blueprint that said the 49ers are going to kill you guys in the running game. There must have been something that Kyle Shanahan is really, really concerned about with Jimmy Garoppolo. We haven't seen it yet, but we got a little taste of it in the Super Bowl. That dude chokes in big games. I see this whole division right now. It's kind of scary. Think about this. Seahawks and the Cardinals got two good running backs that got strong arms, can improvise on the run. And you got the Rams and the 49ers who are kind of almost scary, similar quarterbacks too. Without a big running game, they get exposed. True. Uh, NFC West, very interesting division again. um, But I don't see how anybody's beating the Seahawks this year. Pete Carroll, it's just an homage to him. He's a great coach, man. Regardless if you like him or not, that dude puts people together that you don't talk about. Nobody talks about Bobby Wagner. Hey. Nobody. Get it. Put some respect on my man's name. <laughs> Put some respect on his name. He's one of the best line, if not the best linebacker now that Luke Keekley's going. Right. How about that? Um, so let's go ahead. Uh, I know we're running over time here. We've been running over time these last couple of shows, but, uh, Hey man, when the show is flowing, why not, man? Yeah. Why not? <laughs> so we want to go ahead and get over to, yeah. Atlantic winner, coastal winner, ACC champ. That, that is, uh, this is what we're going to talk about ACC next, man. Um, this is an interesting division in our conference in, in college football. Uh, yep. cause I think they're right in between what, they they kind of remind they kind of have the speed of a Pac-12 conference, but also have the physicality of an SEC conference. I right. think that's kind of like right. where they lie is like a a, a mesh like that. Um, they're not as big as a Big Ten conference, but they're not as dynamic as a Big Twelve conference. <laughs> it's so weird. The ACC kind of fits like in that mold. So Nelson is going to give his prediction last. Don's going to give his predictions first, and I'll go right in the middle. So, Don, who do you got winning the Atlantic? The Atlantic. I don't think this is going to be a surprise for anybody. (laughs) I say Clemson, and I think think they're going to have a really, really good season. I mean, they're bringing back their quarterback, their running back. Um, I think the biggest game on their schedule to watch out for – late in the season, assuming they have a season, is going to be that matchup at Notre Dame. But I, I see Clemson possibly going 8-0 in the ACC and possibly undefeated on the season. I don't see that. Now that's not going to be a possibility. I don't think anybody's competing with the Atlantic division. And with all the controversy that's going on in Florida State, man, we just cannot get we, – we can't catch a break. I mean, yep. well, let's talk about that a little bit before we get into the rest of these. Mike Norvell saying that he reached out to all his players individually. And then, you know, one of our defensive linemen coming out, one of the captains of the team, one of the bright spots of our team coming out and saying, no, he definitely didn't. It was a mass text to everybody asking if they want to speak. You know, he'll speak with us individually. But for him to come out and say that he spoke to every single player individually, there's a, the uh, – as historically as it is, Florida State is still the biggest threat to Clemson. And when they are not playing well, Clemson has nothing to worry about in that Atlantic division, to be completely honest. I mean, who 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 there in the Atlantic that you can name right now is a threat? I mean, think about it. The AC, <laughs> ACC conference. Yeah. yeah. 
You know, Opa. so I mean, let's let's just look at it. For example, right? So if we go to the Atlantic Division, we got Boston College. Nope, Clemson nope. absolutely winning. Florida State, the only threat. Louisville is not what they were before. They could possibly not. maybe surprise NC State, worst team in that division last year. Syracuse only won two games. Wake Forest, absolutely not. They they have a clean road to victory in the Atlantic Division. Uh, Pretty much, I, I don't see yep. I don't see how Clemson doesn't just go in there and just smash everybody. Um, yep, I agree. So coastal winner, who you got? Okay, this is going to be tight. There's a couple and good, it, game, good teams in there. Yeah, that could take there's this. going to be a couple games that that just tell the tale here, but uh, I'm I'm going to go with North Carolina. Oh. North Carolina. Yeah. I, I, hands up. You know, Take your shirt off. <laughs> okay. Let's here. Here we go. So, what? How big of a stretch would it be to say that the Tar Heels have the best quarterback in the ACC, not named Trevor Lawrence? Oh. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I mean, I, I what's his name is going from Virginia now. So, yeah. I remember we talked now, about him last year. I don't see anybody yeah. else. I, I I really think Sam Howell's going to have a good year for him. Um, they are going to be neck and neck in the season with Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech is bringing back uh, 18 starters. Um, they're going to be tough. And I think it's going to come down to a very pivotal game that North Carolina is probably going to be favored in but I think most people are predicting them to lose to Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. I think if they win that game, that's what clinches the Coastal Conference for them. Okay. So, with that being said... And I believe I believe they do host Virginia Tech also. I think that's an important game. Wow. So, with that being said, you got Clemson being your ACC winner. Absolutely. <laughs> I think that might be a trend across the board here because uh, yeah. this is kind of how I see it. I see Clemson winning the Atlantic. Yep. I mean, I don't see how how they don't win. <laughs> I, I, I see them going back and competing for another national championship. I mean, I think yep. they're that good. I think Dabo yep. Sweeney's has figured it out. And yep. I've been very I critical agree. of Dabo Sweeney over the years. But after their last win – I don't see how they don't, to be completely honest. Um, especially with Trevor Lawrence there. I think now yep. that Trevor Lawrence has had – he started off okay and had a pretty good season. I think now he knows that where his potential lies. And, yeah, I remember watching this video on Cam Newton on the secondary. Trevor Lawrence is probably thinking the same thing. He's like, yep. you know, this offseason is going to be scary because I know what I got to work on. I know what holes I got to fill. Yep. It's, it's going to be scary again for that team. Uh, I think yes, what's his name Ross that was a wide receiver he's having back surgery uh, or spinal yeah. so he had a spinal injury or something that he's getting worked on but it won't matter somebody else will step up think of all the Clemson <laughs> wide receivers that have gone to the NFL yep <laughs> I mean I can go down the line and name them they've been successful um, my coastal winner I got Virginia Tech yep I don't blame you I was close. I was very conflicted between three teams North Carolina of course Virginia yep. Tech, and this might surprise you, but Georgia Tech. Oh, really? I had Georgia Tech thrown in there. Um, wow. 
they had a lot. Their their recruiting out of high school was pretty good this off season. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just I just see Georgia Tech. They had some pretty bright spots last year when it when they were playing as well. Um, yeah, but I, I think I think next year is going to be the year to watch for them. I think they they're making the right moves, like you said, but I, I don't think it's going to come through till next year. I mean, they ended last season with a two and six record, but you know, overall they were they were three and nine. Uh, I mean, but if you look at their games that they played, though, uh, you know, like at Clemson they lost. 52 to 14 that was expected um if you're looking at the north carolina game it was 22 to 38 closer game there had a pretty close game against miami they won 28 to 21 which miami had all the talent in the world last year um you know just stuff like that i mean you you look at the virginia game virginia had a really decent team last year uh 33 to 28 so they've had some bright spots lost to Pitt 2010 they're they're getting they're getting their groove back just as long as they don't bring back that whole spread offense like they used to do back in the day where everybody figured that out <laughs> after so long. Um, and then you know I got my ACC champ being Clemson. Uh, no yep. competition. I even for, yep. for Virginia Tech, I don't even think it's going to be close. I see like a fifty-two-seven win in the <laughs> in the ACC championship <laughs> game. <laughs> so, all right, Nelson, what you got, man? Of course, you know there's 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 a landslide with Atlantic winner. It's going to be Clemson. Yeah. Um, just just their 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 mentality is, you know, if you want to beat this, come 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 get it. You know, come and get this beat down. Um, yeah. You know, Trevor Lawrence, he's looking like you know a fifth year senior that you know is is making the right reads and and making you know his teammates better. Um, he's I, I think he's going to be the Heisman Trophy winner um, when it's all said and done. Over uh, uh, your boy from Ohio State. Over Justin yes. Fields, yeah, wow. we might have to and, have a discussion we, about that. <laughs> yes, so and, and I tell you why because it's proven he's he's had he had two good years right now, Trevor Lawrence, and it's proven that he can lead the team in big games and he can win at a high cost. So I think I think he's going to be that face for the quarterbacks going into the draft his senior year. So I think he's going to be that guy. Uh, Sunshine, you know, if you remember the uh, the movie, um, the was it? remember the Titans? Yeah, he's he's yeah. sunshine. He's shining. He's he's shining bright. Um, and then that man in that backfield, Travis uh, E E like E T. I can't even say his name. E T. Man, you talking about lightning in a bottle and strong. <laughs> when he gets the ball, he's explosive, man. And I'm telling you. That's all you need on the offensive side. And then, of course, you know, Devil Sweeney is going to have that defense um, and that defensive corner is going to have that defense just, you know, going crazy. All the stunts and the blitzes and all that good stuff. You know, Clemson defense has been, you know, solid. They're like, they remind me of the Seattle uh, Seahawks defense. You just can't stop them. You know, they're, they're just too complicated, too sophisticated, and they're going to bring the bombs and they're going to bring the, the hammers when it comes to defense. Um, you know, like you said, Dante and, and, and Don, there's nobody in, a, in Atlantic – you know, pretty much facing them. You know, the biggest threat. You know, maybe is Florida State. You know, you know, on a good on a good if year. They but get, if they get their crap together, I mean, yeah. Louisville maybe. Uh, I mean, they went eight and five yeah. last year, and they're five and three in the division. They were there only, but like, I I really don't see NC State being good. I think Syracuse a couple years ago had a had a great season because they were just they had that win against Clemson, and they were they were just you know hot right. fire. But Florida State is the only team, if they can get their crap together, that can really knock on the yeah. door and be like, all right, Clemson, you <laughs> you know, 
We're yeah. we're the closest thing to the to an SEC team as far as recruiting yeah. goes too as well. Yeah. Maybe maybe Virginia, but I doubt it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So who you and, got, you know who you got going in the coastal? You know what? I'm bringing out my hand sanitizer because I know I'm gonna get a lot of dirt thrown my way when I say this. So I mean, let me wipe my hands now. <laughs> you know, let me wipe my hands now. But I got Georgia Tech now. This is why I say Georgia Tech. Reason being is because you think they're gonna make that big of a jump. Yeah, wow. you know why? You know why? Because in college football, there's always a Cinderella team. There's always a team that comes out of nowhere. You're like, well, why is this team winning? George Collins has those boys believing last year because they went from the wishbone offense to a new offense. And that could just, just when you're a college kid, that could just, you know, have some bright and hope in your mind and transfix your mind like, okay, we can win. Now, I'm glad you brought up those games, um, Dante, because last year, like you said, NC State, close loss, 26-28. Virginia, great team last year, 28-33. and 33. Miami, 28-21. Pittsburgh, which was tough last year, 20-10, uh, and 10, right? And then Citadel. I don't know how you lose to Citadel, but they lost to Citadel. Don't sleep on Citadel. 27-24. And then South Florida, which is always an okay team, you know, but any team in Florida is good. Um, 10 and 14. So if you add those, if you add those uh, L's to W's, that's six more wins they're going to get this year than last year. And so if you add six to that, they're either going to uh, go nine and two or eight and three. And I think they're going to make a jump. I think they're going to make a jump. They got some tough games this year, man. They got Clemson. They got Notre yeah. Dame. They got Georgia. Right, right. So okay. I think the only team that I think they're going to lose to um, is Clemson um, and uh, Notre Dame. Now they're going to UFC is going to be tough, so they're yeah. going to lose it. They're going to lose to them. But other than that, I think I think with, they're going to have a close game against Syracuse. They're going to I think they're going to smash Duke, Virginia. I think it's going to be oh, yeah. like an overtime game. Uh, Pittsburgh, I think it's going to be a tough battle. I think my, yeah, I think Miami's going to give them a run for money, and of course they're going to lose to Georgia. They're going to lose to Georgia, yeah. <laughs> flat out. But I think I think this is a Cinderella team. This is a team everybody's going to say, "Wow, what happened?" They're going to go from worst to first. Well, we're okay. in, in, in their in their um in their coastal um division. So, but I but I got Clemson winning the whole thing though, because Clemson hands down is is the new Alabama. So I think Clemson. <laughs> Clemson's gonna just you know take it all away. Now they're gonna now LSU is not gonna be the same as last year. You know when it comes to you know the the, the uh, championship, they're not gonna be the same. You know their whole squad is pretty much went to the NFL. So yeah, well, I think fourteen different players. I think yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so but I think Clemson's gonna run the show. They're gonna they're gonna either face Alabama or somebody like that, or even possibly Oklahoma in the in the um in the BCS championship game. But yeah, I got Clemson just taking it. All oh. right, well. It's- I think across the board, I mean, it's, it's hard to argue that the Clemson is going to be the best team. And I told, I think me and Don can totally agree that we see Georgia Tech being good in the future. Yep. But that's a that's a bold prediction. I it mean, because I could see I could see them winning a lot of close games next year. I mean, because their division pretty much sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, right. Miami really hasn't proven. They're kind of like they're kind of like the. Cleveland Browns. They had all the talent last year, but really couldn't live up to it. Um, but yeah, the, I think the Coastal is like, in, I think any of these teams really, if you really think about it, can win this division. It just yeah. depends on how much of the loss from you know graduations and, and the draft that impacted any of these teams. But the most complete <laughs> one is North Carolina, like, you know, like Don said. Right, and Dante, this, this has been like a up- upside down year man so 
This is felt. This is form fitting for Georgia Tech. Come out of nowhere, man. There you go, Nelson. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah good point. Um, for sure. The I think we collectively agreed that Florida State is the biggest threat to Clemson, and that mm-hmm. Georgia Tech is talented, but North Carolina is the most complete team. I think all of us can agree that looking at the ACC, it's pretty straightforward. Um, as far as who who the winners are going to be. Now, the rest of these divisions that we're going to be talking about, and the rest of the conferences in college football that we're going to be talking about, is going to be uh, is going to be pretty interesting. And we're only going to do the Power Five, so we're not going to go right. all into like the Sun Belt Coast and all that because you're not going to see those teams in in the in the playoffs um, unless mm-hmm. unless something like really drastic happens where like Appalachian State goes and they start just smashing everybody and they have to have a bid to get in. Um, but Condoleezza Rice and them boys ain't gonna <laughs> they ain't gonna be voting Appalachian State or Western Kentucky into the playoffs <laughs> anytime soon. And if that happens, that's the day that we end the Go for Two podcast like totally. It's like, All right, I'm out, man. Like we can't be talking about this. This is ridiculous. Um, but yeah, I always love talking about this stuff, guys. Like the division yep. talks is always good to to come and reconvene at the end of the season and see see what our predictions were. So. Definitely, definitely, definitely love this uh this segment of the podcast every time we have it. So next week, what are we gonna get into? So we're gonna switch Drum it up. Roll. We're gonna Drum be run the AFC East and the AFC West. So that mm. way we'll we'll take care of those too. So what do we got in the East? We got them boys from Jacksonville, we got them boys from Indianapolis, the Texans. And the um, why am I drawing a blank? Jaguars, Texans, Titans, and the Colts from the AFC East, and then AFC West. Who we got over there? We got uh, the Broncos, the Chiefs, um, Raiders, 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 and the Chargers. So, two very interesting divisions that could (laughs) either be the most sucky in the NFL or the best because there's a. I th- it's it's like that with the whole NFL. It's it's hard to predict. But just doing the eye test, the AFC. Um, I don't see how the AFC West. We don't have the same winner there. But you know, <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of hard to say who's not going to win that division. <laughs> we'll leave that up for interpretation. But uh, hey, man, always love doing this every single week that we have it. Um, we'll probably do this again through Facebook Live, like we have done. Um, until this whole COVID thing, we'll try to follow our state's laws and um, not laws, but regulations and, and recommendations so we can keep our family safe too, because we would hate for, you know, one of us to get it and then spread it throughout and then us be a, a problem as well. So, and then, you know, that goes along with the protest and everything that's been going on too. Just want to keep everybody safe. If we can do this from, from home, we got the means to, of course, we'll do We'll keep doing this from home. But hopefully in the next, you know, week or so, you know, they give us the clear so we can all get back together and the mic qualities are real good and, you know, have this have this back going in the, in the original format. So plans for the future. I'm going to see what we can do about getting individual mics for everybody or not mics, uh, cameras. Then that way we can do video and audio upload it to Facebook um, oh, or whatever we're doing. Uh, I'm looking into that right now, so then that way, at least we have some some visual stuff on uh, 
you know how right. it's going to be done. I know there's going to be some editing and stuff that needs to go on there, but I think it would be cool to uh, to get our perspectives on video since I'm so used to doing it now, and I, I think it's cool to see our facial expressions and just like what yeah. we did with the Jalen Jalen Hurts pick. Everybody <laughs> got to see our reactions live for that. So, um, hey Dante. Before we end it, I just want to make sure we give a shout out to one of our followers, Randy up in Oxford at the uh, comic book store. He is back open after all this mess. He is open again. Nice. So support small businesses. That's what we're saying. But especially Randy. Randy's been so generous to us, um, letting us use his shop for the podcast. I I go there at, at Oxford, Pennsylvania, as frequent as I can to buy comic books. I'm a big comic book head, as you guys can see from my room. Um, and you know, I try to buy from him as my exclusive retailer for everything comic books. Um, I met him through Don, um, and him and his wife have been super generous. So if you guys can get out there and support his shop, most importantly, support the town of Oxford because all those small businesses have been pretty awesome to you know to us i, I shop at us, the, the yeah. candy store uh, i go down to yeah, Toot sweet the candy store yeah, sawmill grill sawmill grill has great food going down the to our guys shop. at the coffee shop that have hosted yeah. us uh so shout yeah. out shout out to them um welcoming us back to you know to do another one sometime in the future so hopefully we can all get back on our feet everybody's struggling at some point in their life right now regardless rich poor uh, in health with bad health everybody's going through some type of struggle but this is the type of stuff that um you know that we can do to kind of bring people together let's let's not talk about everything that's bad let's get back to football let's get back to normal yes. life and let's get yes. back to uh helping each other you know on a daily basis so with that being said this is the go for two podcast don the stats guru nelson the running back and everybody's favorite couch quarterback dante we're signing out and it's never a give me. I'll let Nelson say it. Always go for two. That's right. That's it. We'll see you guys later. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Go For Two podcast. Follow us on Facebook and Anchor to keep up with the latest releases, news, and updates on the guys and all the current football news. If you like what you heard and don't want to miss an episode, find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Radio Public, and Spotify.